The sharing of joy, whether physical, emotional, psychic, or intellectual, forms a bridge between the sharers, which can be the basis for understanding much of what is not shared between them, and lessens the threat of their difference. Audre Lorde, Uses of the Erotic, the Erotic as Power. Susan Amos is a writer and explorer for Minnesota who currently resides in Bloomington, Indiana, where she is pursuing an MFA at Indiana University. She would like to thank you for sharing in her work. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinistorsi. Susan, what poems have you brought us? Bent Between Earth and Sky When I squint my eyes, the world's drenched in a crush of color, which is how, it seems, sorrow and kindness can infuse a body. I like seeing the world this way, carried deep in each muscle, like holding a squat for hours to keep the coals even and cook a meal over the flames. In the old story of Atlas, that strong, bent figure, He was holding up the sky to keep heaven from crashing into earth. A friend told me that the world is tied together by string. Every star could be a knot in a milky yellow strand holding the sky overhead. And there could be a strong, dusty cord tied between you and your mother, wherever she is. A thin amber thread between you and everyone you've ever waved at, accidentally, thinking they were someone else. Every bit of the world could be living. The particular way a wave breaks could be the body of that water's spirit, the fired silt of the ceramic bowl freshly cleaned and drying in the rack could be holding its form as a gift to you. I imagine my body a different shape, rounded by the press of two thumbs, unstrung or warm within my furs, but that's not it. I try to imagine living inside what shapes itself around me. Historically, it's hard to pinpoint, but the earth was placed in Atlas's arms, the sky left blinking and distant. He bent underneath the threat of this other verging. I'd like to place every one of our limp hearts in Atlas's arms, A warm, bloody pile full of broken bread boxes, lock boxes, ripped pages and maps. I'd like to cover myself in a waxy salve of rosemary and mullein, brew some tea sweet with honey, and set out a mug steaming on the front stoop for anyone who happens by. The trapper's daughter waltzes with ice and falls in love with the world. When the glacier arrived in my hometown, I stayed still. The salt of my body melted me a home, leaching into the ice's braided rivers of debris. I was lifted off my feet and roamed this ripped-open country in an impossibly slow flight. The interstates scarred and empty, courthouse undone, a bank laid open in a knot of limestone and rebar though at first I believed that living in the ice would be lonely. It mutters and rings and sways with me. I drum little songs with it by kicking my feet. I am never alone. There are pine martens and foxes, a family of loons cooing to each other, though their sound thwacks hollow in the ice. 
I have come to love the frost lacings of lichen in this crystalline mass of umber and sage, crinkling slate gray. I tell the ice stories, how the colorful glass jars that line my grandmother's window sill would capture the light, how everyone tried to capture some mineral or body or prayer to have a name make it theirs, but the world captured me. I am not cold. We travel together, the ice and I, dancing across the field laid out before us, lifting every being up before leaving them in our wake of rich black mud. Dispatch number three, gratitude. Amid the fish guts and bile is a small stone that the fish swallowed and I cut from its belly with a thin blade. The two sides of the fish rinsed in the lake and split open, cheeks, row, heart, liver, lungs, tossed in flour and fried. The stone found there sucked clean and wedged in the notch between my cheek and gums. You've been listening to the poems of Susan Amos on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubin-Estorcy. <laughs>